Oh, big shout for LBW. He's out. Bolland gets the breakthrough. Hatcher's gone for 24. The attention's on Copeland. Faces Boland. And a big shout for LBW. And he's got the breakthrough. Victoria win. They win it by 174 runs. And the man, Scotty Boland, grabs his fifth wicket of the innings. And the Vicks make it two wins in two games against New South Wales. It is a very warm welcome to the Cricket Library Weekly. My name is Matt Ellis and joining me as always, it's a very warm welcome to you, Robbie McKinlay. Good evening, Matt. Good evening to all our listeners, our loyal listeners. And uh, Matty, I'm, we're doing this. What are we Wednesday evening? So we've got a bit of consistency. We've done the same as the week before. Wednesday evening roll out of the Cricket Library Weekly episode. And as soon as I finish here, I'll be getting a couple hours sleep, and I'm going to be getting up to watch England versus New Zealand, the oh, ICC yes. World Cup semi-final, and then I will be replicating the same moves tomorrow night yes. to watch the Aussies up against Pakistan. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about uh, our thoughts yeah. around that later on in the show after right. after Fact or Fiction with <laughs> special, yeah, uh, uh, a more low-key episode, this week, I understand, because it was recorded in the library. So, Matt Fiction oh. was – well, my understanding is Matt Fiction was told that last week he was perhaps maybe even bordering on being intimidating towards Elliot from New oh. Zealand just with his intensity. So, uh, a subtle way of just pulling him into line, they've said, well, we're just going to record this one in the library. And we've got we've got Peter from Burrabadeen jumping on fact or fiction later on and that should be a lot of fun before then uh we'll wrap up the wbbl a uh, couple of games on today and plenty more still to come so we'll, we'll, we'll wrap wrap up that but robbie you were at the mcg front and center uh in commentary for cricket.com.au and i did see the highlights pop up on on fox sports news there as well great to see the Sheffield Shield getting widespread coverage at this time of year. Obviously, a lot of interest in the Sheffield Shield, Robbie. And love to ask you some of your reflections of being down there at the MCG. Yeah, Matt, it was, look, a fantastic game of cricket. Um, Victoria, again, far and deserved their win. But just a couple of things I took out of it. A massive tick to the MCG wicket. Uh, Matt Page and the team down there, they produced a fantastic cricket wicket. I'm not sure, Matt, if you would have noticed in those last in that last session because it, it went in very deep. It went to the um, last hour yeah. of the fourth day and there was hardly a mark on that wicket. Now, the ball, the carry was outstanding. It turned a bit and the ball was seeming around. Look, New South Wales were, were very disappointing Again, uh, Daniel Hughes was outstanding with the bat. He showed a lot of grit. Uh, Jack Edwards in the second inning, but they were outplayed. Uh, Victoria's bowling was incredibly impressive, Matt. And Scotty Boland, um, he was man of the match or, or player of the match. But, gee, I'll tell you what, James Pattinson was fantastic. He bowled 27 overs in the second innings. Young Mitch Perry's impressive. 19 overs, hits the crease hard. Second innings. But Will Sutherland, 23 overs, 8 made 1 for 40. 
Bolland, five for 56 in his 35. Will Sutherland could have easily had those figures as well. He was fantastic. But the star for mine was Scott Bolland. And, Matt, I think when you're looking at the Ashes series, around about that time of the, of the, um, of the series, they'll be looking to probably rotate a pace bowler. And Scott Boland will be under serious consideration to play. He is an MCG specialist. And um, he will be a tricky customer for any batter in world cricket, let alone the English middle order. So, yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Good to see good crowds there too, Matty. Uh, over the weekend, there was a lot of fathers and sons and, 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 and daughters. Even a lot of the mums were there. Just And, you know, all over into the members' stand opened up along the three tiers. Um, the bars were nice and full, just a nice amount. It was a very pleasant experience. So, But, yeah, massive kick to the conditions that the MCG was presented, particularly that wicket. Yeah, some really good signs coming up for the summer ahead to see that MCG wicket playing so well in the Shield game. And a, a couple of other uh, items I wanted to raise. James Seymour, his maiden mm. first-class 100. I know Elliot from New Zealand sent me a message. I think Elliot's been following James Seymour's career quite closely uh, since since he's sort of made his way. He's sort of... He's done it the hard way getting into Victorian cricket. Oh. He's, he's certainly got a good story, James Seymour. Yeah, he's, he's been a real journeyman. Um, in fact, last year, um, that, well, the last two years, he's actually played cricket on the on the border, on the Murray. Um, at the Cobram, Golden Valley Cricket have got a uh, like a little T20 competition. They play a bit of a little miniature franchise one. And he's played with one of the Cobram franchises over the last two years. Look, he's been a little bit of everywhere for a game of cricket and um, I'm just so glad to see him do it. I think he, for anyone to score 100, well, the wicket was moving around so much and, and the New South Wales bowlers were good. They bowled really well. Um, but unlike they lost Trent Copeland with that sort of calf um, injury in the first, in, only in his third over the match. But Sean Abbott was outstanding. Liam Hatcher, yeah. He didn't he turn in a good performance? He bowled with good pace, Matt. But um, the bowling was impressive throughout. Nate Lyon took three for 63 or 32 overs at first thing. Really good hit out for him. He's got a lot of overs into him already. And, um, yeah, but, uh, but James Seymour, very impressive. Uh, good on him. Got his made in inaugural first-class ton. And then, of course, I know Nick Maddinson caught your eye, caught everyone's eye. And there's some interesting stats that have been plucked from the Orange Library, I believe, at some stage, uh, Matty Ellis, that we are going to take a deep dive into. Yeah, well, I actually, interestingly, I was driving from Burrabadeen to Orange to visit the Orange Cricket Library during the week and loved listening to the, the call of the action. Particularly enjoyed the fact that we were able to engage Mervyn Gregory Hughes in some dialogue around Mark Greatbatch's performance with the yeah. Willow. Uh, Really enjoyable stuff. And, and a good commentary team all round. Uh, the the Bryce McGain uh, measured um, just... I, I think there's a lot I like about Bryce McGain and, and possibly yeah. it's the fact that he was a leg spinner. Um, and mm. you, I don't know if our listeners may have picked up. I do do have one or two leg spinners that I'm quite fond of and, and Bryce McGain's certainly a part of that um, lengthy list. Uh, and wears glasses too, Matt. Does he? 
there you go. Oh, there you yep. go. Yeah, he's just gone there up you- a couple of notches. But um, but yeah, I did I did stop down at the Orange Library and I just put in a bit of a research request there with Matt, and as as we can um as we can attest, Matt has come through with the goods once again. And I, I know um, there were some stats tweeted out on Twitter, um, but these stats go into a bit more detail around around how things are. Do you want me to hit, hit you with them, Robbie? I'm keen to hear them because um, I know there was a, a lot of Victorians down there at the, at the Shield game were asked, were just saying, really wondering how did New South Wales um, let this man go? So far away, Matt. Yeah, I can't. I can't make out the heading here on these stats, but I'll, I'll just read from where the dot points start. Since, Good idea. Yeah, since Nick Maddinson left New South Wales to play for Victoria in the Sheffield Shield, he's been on a run-scoring streak. For Victoria, he's scored 1,966 runs at an average of 63.42. For New South Wales, he's scored 3,492 runs at an average of 31.75. So he's doubled his average. That's almost exactly double. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, absolutely incredible. Yeah. In his first... So he's averaging 63.42 for Victoria, Yeah, and he averaged 31.75 for New South. Wow. Incredible. Um, in, his, in his first full season for Victoria, that was 2019-20, he was the leading run scorer in the Sheffield Shield with 780 runs at 86.66. Now this is the one. This is the one that I was a little bit concerned about. Um, I had an opinion about this, and we all know that opinions are just exactly that, unless they're backed by data. And and this data has confirmed my suspicions. In matches against New South Wales in the Sheffield Shield, Nick Maddinson has scored. 749 runs with two centuries and five fifties. His average against New South Wales is 68.09. It's better than his wow. Victorian average of 63.42 and his career first class average of 40.03. Nick scored Incredible. a century on debut for both New South Wales back in 2010-11 and on debut for Victoria 2018-19. Huh. Now, the big question we have Will he add to his three test matches when the Ashes squad is announced? That is a really pressing question. And I just think on weight of runs, he has to be in the conversation. But there are some other players that are putting their name in the conversation as well, Robbie. Yeah, I guess if you're looking at Nick Maddinson, he's up against the likes of Travis Head. Um, Cam Green to a lesser extent, I suppose. Cam Green's got that bowling to him. He's a good safe fielder, Nick Maddinson. Peter Hanscom, who's in mm. good form himself, um, with a 90 in the recent most recent game. Uh, and also, um, he scored 100 at Tremoyne. Yep. And then there's others doing it around the... Well... It was Kawaja. UT, so, UT Kawaja today. Let, let, let's segue in, maybe, Robbie, to, yeah. to Queensland VWA. Queensland batting first, all out one two nine. Our man Bryce Street out for a duck. Uh, oh. Our Orange Library's man Manus Labashane out for a duck. Uh, Joe Burns eight, Matt Renshaw nine, 
Jimmy Pearson, four. He's another one of our favourites. Jack Wildermuth, eight. Michael Neeser, zero. Big G, Gorinda Sandu, 13. Mark Steckity, 10. Matt Kuhneman, five, not out. But the shining light, 70 off 138 balls. UT Kawaja. Does that 70 in, in what looks like mm. it was pretty tough conditions uh, for the batters? Joel Paris doing a great job. Two for 19. Jai Richardson, three for 38. And Lance Morris, four for 21. And Cameron Green picking up a wicket in there as well. But uh, 70 there, where uh, when we've seen WA respond quite well, they're only two for 108. Uh, they're already making some inroads with Cam Green and Josh Philippi at the crease at the moment. H- who's your pick, Robbie? Like if you're if you're oh. if you're picking an Ashes um, candidate, who who are you looking at? Because well, Mark Marcus Harris well, has been in the conversation as well. Yeah, he missed out with Norton one down yeah. in Melbourne um, last match. Look, I think for mine. I've always been a massive Usman Khawaja fan, so it really hasn't been a lot in recent times to turn me away from that. So that score of 70 in those conditions, is, you know, 138 balls, 70, 11 boundaries, that is a very good dress rehearsal. Again, you know, ball nipping around a bit. Uh, there was in Brisbane. Uh, I, I like it, Matt. He was at the Gabba. It was Reggie Didge. Good bowling. Joe Richardson and, uh, you know, Joel Paris has been in great form. Oh, I, I think for mine, that, that's an outstanding dress rehearsal. Hard to say no on that, Matt. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, and, and also uh, there'll be a bit of Travis Head watching going on in Hobart, uh, South Australia. Yes. Uh, they're, yep. t- they're two for 27 overnight. Uh, the Central West, Henry Hunt. 14 not out off 48 balls, holding it together at the top of the order. And he's been joined by Travis Head, who's on five not yeah. out. So there'll, there'll be a fair bit of interest around that innings uh, in the coming days from from Ooh. listeners of the Cricket Library Weekly. Matty, an interesting one there for a lot of our listeners. They might have heard, I think it was yesterday, Kerry O'Keefe came out and called on maybe Jake Carter being um, the man to open the batting. Wow. Test, which would be a real surprise. Uh, he actually got a number three today and he missed out. He got three off 18 balls. Um, Peter Siddle got him. That's probably put a bit of a dent in, um, well, in Skull's prediction. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's, that's a big test coming up for um, Travis Head. A lot of rain forecast in southeastern Australia over the, over the next three or four days. We may be very lucky to see a completion of that game. Matt, that's, mm. that's my tip. I'm, I'm no um, expert out of the Bureau of Meteorology, but, um, yeah, just getting a feeling there's going to be a lot of rain around. So hopefully Travis Head gets a chance to press his claims as well. Yeah, absolutely, Robbie. And uh, speaking of the rain, that may be a bit of a concern for fans of the Marsh Cup, hoping to see yeah. New South Wales take on Victoria there in one of my favourite... I think... I'm going to go on the record here and say that my brother Andrew, who listens from Perth, his favourite form of cricket is the Marsh Cup, and he yeah, okay. he loves watching fifty over Marsh Cup cricket. And if I think, oh, he probably likes Test cricket more. In fairness, but in terms of domestic cricket, 
he he's probably got the Marsh Cup in his summation ahead of the Big Bash. That's how much okay. he that's how much he loves it. Hey. Um, a, a very um, very warm welcome to Andrew from Perth listening in. Um, hey. He might be he might be listening into this on Friday in the in the rain delay to fill in a bit of time. <laughs> he, might, he might have to. He might have to go through the whole catalogue. Yeah, he might, he might might have to re-listen and uh, help us with our download stats from WA. But, um, uh, Robbie, I think we'd better have a break. Uh, when, yeah. when we come back, uh, I reckon we listen to... Oh, we'll, we'll listen to we'll listen to a little promo, then we'll come back and, and uh, wrap up what's happening in the WBBL. Hey, everyone. This is Scott Flash Norton here. Hey, guys. Rachel Priest here. Hi, this is Renee Farrell, and you are listening to the Cricket Library Weekly with Robbie McKinlay and Matty Ellis. And it's just too sweet. And it is just too sweet, Robbie McKinlay. Uh, big thank you to Scott Flash Norton, member of the New World Order. Uh, a good arm wrestler, Scott Norton. And he once wrestled a bear, I understand, as well. So great to yeah. s- hear him on board the um, the ever-expanding catalogue of uh, Cricket Library weekly promos. Matty. Is he a Norton with a A-U or O-R? O-R, N-O-R-T-O-N. Yeah. He's not related to the, the Angus from Dubbo. He may very well be. I know we, we do have an Angus from Dubbo that does listen yeah. with the same surname. So uh, yep. a, a very warm welcome to Angus listening as well. We're doing a few shout-outs tonight, and that's good. Oh, um, that's good, yeah. WBBL, Robbie, I'm just fresh from watching mm. Katie Mack uh, pile on a half century against the Sydney Sixers in the WBBL. And all reports from Jack and Peter here at the Burrabedeen Library, they caught the earlier game while I was still working this afternoon. Uh, they tell me that the Scorchers were, were white hot against the Melbourne Stars. And, and it has has made some implications for the, the WBBL ladder, those Oof. results this evening. Well, it has, and we're seeing the scorches are literally scorching up the ladder, Matt. So in a week, in a week they have moved very nicely into a second spot on the ladder. Then in Brisbane Heat have both had uh, six wins, three losses from their 10 games. Just for one, no result. All teams have had no, one result uh, with no result, which is, Quite a good result because yeah. they've had so much rain about. And that's, that's good credit to um, the ground staff from all around to get that done. Now, uh, if I look at it, Matty, I look at it and I'm thinking straight away, I'm trying to work out to you, can your beloved Sydney Thunder still force their way into a final playoff? Oh, definitely, Robbie. I'll, I've still got them penciled in. Have you? Yeah, oh, what, what have you... Like, have I done well, my maths at, wrong? Okay. So, currently, Adelaide Strikers are in fourth place on nine points. Um, Sydney th- and played nine games. Same amount of games played by Sydney Thunder, and Sydney Thunder only on five points. So, two wins behind, and to be fair to say, not a fair chunk of net run rate. So, yeah. almost becomes three games. So, if Adelaide, and then you've got Brisbane Heat ahead, Matty, I, 
I know you will stay loyal to the end and you'll have hope again, but I think the end is nigh, my friend. It's, it's just it's I, knocking on heaven's door, right? Well, I I just think we've got uh, – well, sorry, I keep saying we when I'm making reference to the Sydney Thunder. Um, you just got to have Bye. a look, you got to have a look at the draw and coming up tomorrow, yeah. easy game, scorches, pencil that in for a win. Uh, then then we've got the Sixers where we were robbed by the rain. Oh, sorry, they were robbed by the rain <laughs> earlier in the season. We had that no result. So mm. pencil, pencil. So Thunder, Thunder beat the Scorchers. Then they then they'll beat the Sixers. So that'd take them to nine points. Uh, probably won't be able to adjust their net run rate enough to to, yeah. to squeeze up the ladder too much. Um, and, and while this is going on, you're hoping that Adelaide lose their next two games as well. Yeah, oh, the Hurricanes. Hurricanes will do a job on the strikers for sure. They'd have to. Right. Yeah. So, so they're, in good, they're in good form, McCain. Uh, well, Rachel <laughs> Priest, one of the one of the premier batters in yeah, the WBBL. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, uh, I think I'm right, I well, think I'm being a tad optimistic, Robbie. But I there's nothing I, wrong with that, Matt Ellis. I won't give up until it's mathematically impossible for the Thunder to go back to back in WBBL. There's a little little bit of Winston Churchill about you. <laughs> you'll fight them on the beaches. You'll fight them in the trenches. Uh, Good stuff. But there, there have been some. Re- get you going, Robbie. Sorry, Matt. I just missed that. Oh, I was just going to say there there have been some really good performances uh, throughout WBBL this season. Harman Preet Kaur, her batting mm. has just propelled the Renegades to the top of the table. She's hit more sixes than Sophie Devine in this campaign Is so that right? far. Yeah, yeah. So she's yeah. she's absolutely smoking them. J- Jemima Rodriguez, obviously as well, doing a great job there for the Renegades. Two key acquisitions for the Renegades this season. Yeah, Harmon Core, I think, 16 sixes to Sophie Devine's 13. And that, that's okay. going to be an interesting little tally to keep our eye on. Of course, Rachel Priest in double figures as well. She's on 10. So they're the big three in terms of the, the, the big shots in the in the WBBL uh, this year. Uh, on the bowling front, Robbie, have, have there been any bowlers that you're – Keeping your eye on uh, this this summer. Um, look, I've, I've obviously, um, uh, Tali McGrath is one that's coming off that fantastic um, series against India. I've also been very impressed why she's been captaining the side as well. The strikers um, it's been really good. I think um, Janelle Peschel, uh from the Scorchers is um, has been good. Uh, look. I I just like the I, I like that whole Scorchers bowling lineup. To be honest, yeah. Matty, I'm a bit of it. I I just can't see them giving away too much. You know, Marazan Cap has been outstanding. Um, we've seen Alana King; she's adapted really well, making the move over there. And Sophie Devine herself. We always talk about Sophie Devine as a batter, but Matty, that's why I think she's the best all-round cricketer in the world at the moment in the women's game because the bowling's just so good. So. Um, I just I just think the skirt the scorchers as a bowling unit have been outstanding, and of course 
the, the Melbourne Renegades, Matty, they have just have not put a, a foot wrong, have they? They've yeah. continued to impress. And look down top of the ladder, there's, there's a reason for that. And for mine, um, you know, the likes of you know, Sophie Molyneux, um, Holly Furling, very good player. So, yep, yeah, they're just, just getting the job done. I, they've been my real surprise. I know you were very buoyant about the Renegades <laughs> early on. I, I, I probably wasn't. And, but you've, um, you've, you've got me uh, having to stand corrected. But they've been outstanding. And, and Molyneux, I really liked her opening the bowling the other day. Two for 10 off her four. Was yep. good. And, and not only that, Harman Tree Corey, we're talking about a batting. She's picked up three wickets there. In the in the derby against the stars as well, so very impressive. They bowl very good lines and a very very good fielding lineup. Matt, the the, yeah. the gauge as good as anyone in the comp. So yeah, so I, I think there's three teams out of it at the moment, Matt, and I I, I think that there's um for mine that sixes might be the only side that could maybe sneak in there, and I think the Canes and Canes and stars. I've both already played eleven games. They only got yeah. three more games to go. You know, they two. They've, they've played two more games than Adelaide Strikers, and they're already behind them. Uh, heat going for mine. Scorchers, Renegades, six, Sixers, and Adelaide perhaps to fight out for that fourth position. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another bowler, Robbie. I don't know if you've seen much of Lily Mills. I hadn't seen much of Lily Mills, but sixteen wickets and. Looking very impressive. The, she's only 20 years old, soon to be 21, a uh, couple of months away from being 21. So, uh, yeah, really good prospect. What's her background, Maddie? Look, I'm a bit like you too. Look, she, Lily's one that's really stuck up on me. Yeah, I'm, I I think we might need to ask the librarian on that one and get, get a bit yep. more intel for next week. That's uh, one we can we can probably get some more research on. Uh I I've got a feeling that um, we can get some good intel there, and I reckon I reckon yep. we, we'll we'll bring it bring it next week, and um, bring it. Yep. yeah, keep keep everyone everyone uh, on tender hooks, so to speak. Nice yeah. little job for um, maybe Peter or Jack in the borough. Yeah, I I reckon I might assign that one to to Jack and Peter to. To, yep. to do some research there and, and get me some intel. Um, how about how about we have another break, Robbie? Speaking of, of Peter from the Barberdine, um, Barberdine Library, he's up next on Fact or Fiction. So we'll take a quick break. Oh. Uh, no, <laughs> no haiku poem this week, but we'll, we'll take a quick break and then um, we'll be into some Fact or Fiction. It, it's going to be a very interesting to see. How it goes with Matt Fiction under restrictions in the library. He might be a bit more low-key, but we'll, we'll, we'll hear for ourselves in just a moment on the Cricket Library podcast. Or the Cricket Library weekly, I should say. Hey everybody, Matt Fiction here with a world premiere exclusive airing of a brand new quiz show, Fact or Fiction? One minute of absolute madness as I ask rapid-fire true and false questions and our contestant has to decipher and determine if the statement I make is a fact 
or is it fiction? Let's see how we go. It's time to play the game. Hey everybody, Matt Fiction here and we're back for another exciting episode of the highly popular, world-renowned Fact or Fiction and joining me in the library is Peter from Burrabedeen. Hello Peter, how's it going? Good. Great to have you on as a guest on the show. Are you a little bit nervous? Yeah. Do you think you can do better than Robbie McKinlay? Yes. What about Jack Clifton? Yes. What about Elliot from New Zealand? Yes! Well, here we go. It's time to play the game. Your questions are about to start. Beth Mooney is the leading all-time run scorer in the WBBL. Back. Rachel Priest has more career WBBL runs than Rachel Haynes. Back. Correct. That's too correct. Susie Bates has taken more wickets than Sam Bates in WBBL. Fiction. Correct. Daniel Sams was a BKT golden hat wearer for most wickets in BBL 09. Fact. JK Layla has played for six different BBL teams. Fiction. Correct. That's another correct. Nathan Lyon played for the Adelaide Strikers before he played for the Sydney Sixers. Fiction. Oh, that's incorrect. Aaron Burns has taken the most catches as a fielder in WBBL. Fiction. Oh, that's a fact as well. GJ Maxwell's highest test match score is higher than his highest T20 international score. Fiction. Correct. Josh English's middle initial is P. Fact. Yes, correct. And we're out of time. There we go. There's a siren, Peter. You did really well. I think you might have even topped or equaled the top scorers. We'll have to go back and have a check in the studio. Now, I hear you played your first game of Woolworths Cricket Blast Master Blasters last weekend in Dubbo. How'd you go? Good. What was the highlight? Well, I got to bat. I got out once. Got out once? Did anyone hit any big ones? Yes. Who? Benjamin. Oh, Benjamin hit some big ones. Now, we've been watching the WBBL. Who do you think's going to win WBBL this year? Scorchers. Oh, the Scorchers. I was hoping you'd say Thunder. <laughs> yeah, of course, the Scorchers playing some good cricket at the moment. Well, thanks so much for being a contestant on Fact or Fiction, Peter. Well done. Yep. W- wow. Matt Fiction. Has done it again. I don't know if he was that much calmer, to be honest, Robbie, but what a result. Peter from Burrabadeen, he's played his first game of Woolworths Cricket Blast Master Blasters last week. It did get rain affected, that game, actually, that he was playing. And tonight, he is the clubhouse leaderboard leader for Fact or Fiction. Seven, Seven correct. And- I just love the, the confidence about the lad. And the oh, way he yeah. went into it. <laughs> yeah. Gee, he, he almost knew that what he was going to do to it. So, but I'm glad he has hit me because I was feeling a bit of pressure around. I, I was uncomfortably claiming the lead on a um, net question rate. Yeah. Ra- rating. And I, I don't know if Jack Clifton was very keen about that. So, well done to Pete from uh, Peter from Burrabedeen. And uh, yeah, 
fantastic performance. I'm very impressed with that. JP Inglis. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and, and and GJ Maxwell. Um, oh. Yeah, highest, highest test score, 104. Highest ODI score, 108. And then Jack from Barabadine, he goes, oh, well, his highest T20 score is 145 not out, isn't it? And I'm like, uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is, Jack. So Jack's hoping to be a future contestant. But interestingly, Robbie, we, we put it out on social media and social media has just uh, gone into meltdown. Um, there was a, a, a poll question put up on, on Instagram story saying uh, if people would like to, to be a contestant. And it's just gone into meltdown. We've had we've had yep. offers from Dawn in Newcastle. She's really keen to jump on. Regular listener of the show, Luke down in Wagga Wagga, Jake yep. from up in Sydney, uh, Sam from Bankstown up in Sydney. She's keen keen to have a crack. Uh, Kathy from Burrabadine as well. I've heard rumours that it might even be Kathy from down at Albury is interested. They're just the ones I can remember off the top of my head. Um, a couple of people, though, Robbie, did say that they said no, and it's on the grounds of feeling they'd be too nervous talking to Matt Fiction, and I wonder if that's a little bit of a area we might need to address oh. to try and make people feel yep. a bit more comfortable. Matt Fiction is a lovely guy. He does get excited. Uh, he enjoys his cricket quiz questions and and he does get excited but he's a lovely guy and would make you feel as welcome as anybody is that right Robbie you've been on yeah been on the program yep. yeah I've, and he, I've had phone calls with Matt Fiction yeah <laughs> have actually I, I just I, I would have been I was the guinea pig remember the inaugural yeah. guinea pig and I admit that I've you know I was I felt a bit confronted in that first 20 seconds i before I settled into my rhythm, and I think yeah, that's a, a ploy he tries to play with you. But that's for <laughs> young Pete. Young Peter, there, he's just settled in. He 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 was on the front foot straight away, and yep, well done to him. Yeah, absolutely. And Robbie, we, we need to wrap this show up pretty soon because we need to get a quick nap in before the T Twenty yeah. final uh, one a.m. And then we'll need to do the same thing again Thursday morning going into Friday. H- how have you? How have you seen the T20 World Cup? Do you think Australia are positioned to potentially make it through to the big one and potentially even lift the T20 World Cup for oh. the first time? Oh, Matt, I'm I'm very confident. I think Australia I might have made the comment last week that in this at this level, in this format, that. You can't stay unbeaten for too long. And England mm. were brought down uh, by South Africa. And you've got to feel a bit sorry for South Africa. They only lost one game. Yeah. narrow loss to Australia. Um, Pakistan haven't been beaten yet. Well, I reckon that's about to come in around a bit over in about 36 hours' time because, or less, probably about 30 hours. I think I'm very buoyant about Australia's chances. And I think that New Zealand are a really good chance against England. So, yeah. Um, mm. The, the, the only side, I'll be honest, Matt, if, if India were in the in the in that final four, I couldn't see a way how we could beat India. I really thought we would be struggling to beat them. They seem to have our measure. But these other sides, as we know, Pakistan can be a little bit hot and cold. They've be. been they've been they have been red hot so far. But um, 
they seem to be a very relaxed environment in that change room. Um, it's Langer up against Matty Hayden. Yeah. Doing a lot of work with the Pakistanis <laughs> at the moment. That's fantastic. I think we're in for a great finish, but I, I think we can bring home the bacon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd I'd love to see New Zealand beat England. Apologies, Matt Fiction, uh, if you're listening. I know Matt Fiction will probably try and edit that comment out, but I'd love to see New Zealand get the job done, and I'd love to see a Trans Tasman final, Australia v New Zealand, the world number one Test nation, New Zealand up against Australia, and um, for mine, Mitchell Marsh has been super impressive in that number three role. Really think that he's um, he's he's sort of only in recent times sort of been filling that role, and I think it's a role yeah. that he's performing exceptionally well. And his his batting has been the best that I've seen it for a long time, and and really keen to see yep. him stamp his authority on, on this series. So. Hopefully, I haven't given him the Cricket Library Weekly curse there oh. and, uh, and, oh. and sent his tournament into a downward spiral. But certainly looking forward to those last couple of games and hopefully, hopefully an Australian victory. And um, maybe then I'd be interested to hear people's thoughts on Justin Langer's coaching then if there's any, any concerns mm. if we happen to lift that World T20 trophy. But we'll have to wait and see. Well, yeah, Matty. And the other thing too, and skipping away just quickly from the men's T20 World Cup, hey, great news about um, the proposed Australian tour of um, Pakistan for March, yeah. April next season. That's just great. I, let's just hope that can all go ahead smoothly. I know I'm sure there'll be a lot of work going into it, but that is just fantastic. I think it's news. I think it's something like 24 years, uh, probably since, since we've been over there. So fingers crossed, it all happens and. And sport can pave the way for um, you know happier and more peaceful times, uh, you know, in, in the subcontinent, particularly Pakistan. Yeah, nineteen ninety eight, the last time we were over there, and uh, the Cricket Library Twitter channel uh, tweeted out a photo from the North Shore Times, a, a, a local newspaper in Sydney, um, with Stuart McGill um, on that tour. Uh, so that one's been oh, doing, yes. doing the rounds, Robbie. No doubt you would have seen that on the social networks and I did see that. Yeah. yeah. So um it's it's time for us to wrap things up, Robbie. No Matt's mailbag today, but we will endeavor to uh, bring you some intel uh, that we promised earlier uh, around young Mills from the Perth Scorchers. Yep. We'll we'll get that intel for you before next week's show and looking forward to chatting in depth about that maybe it, our, our orange library might have some intel on lily mills as well um came across from oh. the brisbane heat oh. to the perth scorchers so um mm. let's do some digging uh, well let's find Matt, out what we can if, if the orange cricket library chapter doesn't know anything about it well no one will <laughs> that's right because, uh. you know, the information we've been afforded out of that neck of the woods has been incredible. So, yes, well done, Matt and the team down there. Keep up the good work. Oh, now, just quickly before we go, um, shout out to the Macquarie Cricket Club in Dubbo. They've got a bit of a fundraiser going on at the moment. They're, they're selling some raffle tickets for a Bradman bat, Robbie. And it's, it's a very oh. special Bradman bat. 
So if that's of interest to anyone, I'll, I'll get some stuff out on the socials around that particular bat. Okay. That, that, that's, that's one that um, I dare say there might be a few tickets purchased out of Burrabadeen for that one. But I, I think in fairness, um, it's probably good to let the, the broader population know that that bat is in a raffle. So keep your eye out on the socials for that and a good way to support a, a grassroots cricket club by picking up Absolutely. a ticket or two for that one. But um, – we are out of time, Robbie, as I've said a couple of times already, so we're probably <laughs> probably annoying some of those people that like us to wrap things up as soon as I say we're out of time. But um, we are out of time, and it's been a pleasure, as always, hanging out with you, Robbie, and look forward to catching up with you and all of our listeners again next week on the Cricket Library Weekly. Bye for now. <laughs>